Sometimes life is exciting, sometimes it's scary, but most of the time it's just downright boring. Plain and simple, and out here on the trail heading west, it's even more so. At least that's what everyone else around here seems to think. Never crack a smile, never daydream about what adventures we might face in our new homes. They just rock back and forth on their hard wooden seats as their team of oxen plods along in front of them. Harnesses jingling and wheels squeaking in the prairie silence. And it's only been two weeks. But I try not to let them infect me with their contagious monotony. Why shouldn't I be allowed to dream a little? To pick a plot of endless prairie and imagine a little house, then add a barn and maybe a chicken pen. That's what gets me through the long hot days when the sun beats down on your back and the windy moonless nights when the pouring rain leaks through the wagon roof. There's something better ahead than the cold spiteful world I left behind. Aaron Norris, Mama's call snapped me out of my daydreaming. What are you doing staring into space again? Be a gentleman and see if you can help unpack some of the women's things. We're camping here for the night. I leapt from my seat from where I had been driving the wagon embarrassed at having been caught yet again staring into space. That was the second time this week. There was one wagon in our train that didn't have any men travelling with it. Eliza Wilman was travelling west to join her husband, who'd gone ahead a year earlier to buy land, build a house and stabilise a job. Eliza was bringing her seven-month-old baby boy, Caleb, whom her husband would get to meet for the first time when they arrived. Travelling with Eliza was her sister-in-law, Flora Wilman and Flora's two daughters, Elizabeth and Laura. I didn't know what had happened to Flora's husband, and frankly, I was too afraid to ask. Eliza was unpacking a few utensils and plates for the supper meal when I asked, "'Excuse me, Mrs. Wilman, can I help you with anything?' "'Oh, thanks, but I'm fine, Aaron. Why don't you check with the girls? They were going to unharness the horses.' I looked up, and lo and behold, little Laura was struggling to unhook the harness from the yoke. Only nine years old, she almost looked funny with her face screwed into a knot and little muscles working as hard as they could. Do you mind if I give it a try? I asked. Releasing the harness, she let out her breath, as if she'd been holding it in to give her more energy. Thank you, she said in exasperation. Usually Lizzie does it, but she's inside doing... Two dusty black shoes stepped out in front of the wagon, and Lizzie's body followed. I can get it, she said tersely. Her cold blue eyes flashed briefly toward mine, but bounced away just as quickly. Well, I can help if you were doing something. No, it's fine, thank you, she cut in coldly, clearly dismissing me and my presence. As I walked away, I couldn't help chuckle at Laura's overly dramatic repetition of Elizabeth's harsh, thank you, followed by, why didn't you let him help? He was just trying to be nice. At least someone around here appreciated my help. Later that night, after the sun darkened and the stars brightened, our wagon trail gathered around the post-dinner campfire. These were the times when our thrown-together family truly came alive. The men sparred with their hunting stories and other wild, tall tales to see whose story, though exaggerated beyond recognition, was the best. Most of the women tried to appear uninterested, but even they couldn't help from cracking a smile every now and then. Though we had only been on the trail for two weeks, I knew that my family was nearly alone when it came to religious beliefs. Sometimes, after the casual talk had gone on for about an hour, 
Papa would try to get some good discussion going about God, life and what our purpose in this world is. He would often succeed, but he and Mama would have to stand their ground alone when they would talk about the love, faithfulness and kindness of God. Ashamed, I would remain silent. This night was no different. You say that God no longer cares about the lives of his people, Papa was saying, but nowhere in scripture is that claim supported. What about when he said he would bless a family for a thousand generations? What about when Jesus prays in the Garden of Gethsemane for all believers? Papa would have been a great lawyer if he hadn't chosen to follow God's call into ministry. But how glad I am that he did.